Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. selected this beautiful verse from the uh, ninth chapter of the seventh canto. Prahlad's prayers, Prahlad pacifies the Lord with prayers. This is verse number 38, for those of you who want to follow along. I'll read the Sanskrit and then we'll go on to the word for word and translation and purport. Itam nirtirya grushi deva jasavatarai lokam vibhayasi hamsi jagat prati pan dharmam maha purusha pasiyuga nu ritam chanakaloya avayas triyogo tatsatvam. Okay, so we'll go for word for word. Itam. In this way, near, like a human being, such as Lord Krishna and Lord Ramachandra, Tiryak, like animals, such as a boar, Rishi, as a great saint, Parasarama, Deva, as demigods, Jasha, as an aquatic, such as the fish and tortoise, avatarai, by such different incarnations, lokan, all the different planetary systems, vibhayasi, you protect, hamsi, you sometimes kill, Jagat Pratipan, persons who have simply created trouble in this world. Dharmam, the principles of religion. Mahapurusha, O great personality. Pasi, you protect. Yuga Avatara, according to the different millenniums. Chana, covered, Kalo, in the age of Kali, Yat, since, Abhava, have been and will be in the future. Triyuga, named Triyuga, Atta, therefore, Sa, the same personality, Twam, you. Translation. In this way, my Lord, you appear in various incarnations as a human being, an animal, a great saint, a demigod, a fish, or a tortoise, thus maintaining the entire creation in different planetary systems and killing demoniac principles. According to the age, O oh my Lord, you protect the principles of religion. In this age of Kali, however, you do not assert yourself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore you are known as Triyuga, or the Lord who appears in three Yugas. Purport by His Divine Grace. 
As the Lord appeared just to maintain Lord Brahma from the attack of Madhu and Kaitava, he also appeared to protect the great devotee Prahlad Maharaj. Similarly, Lord Chaitanya appeared in order to protect the fallen souls of Kali Yuga. There are four yugas or millenniums, Satya, Tretya, Dwapura, and Kali. In the yugas, in all the yugas but Kali Yuga, the Lord appears in various incarnations and inserts himself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But although Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who appears in Kali Yuga, is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he never asserted himself as such. On the contrary, when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was addressed as good as being Krishna, he blocked his ears with his hands, denying his identity with Krishna, because he was playing the part of a devotee. Lord Chaitanya knew that in Kali Yuga there would be many bogus incarnations pretending to be God, and therefore he avoided asserting himself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is accepted as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. However, in many Vedic literatures, especially in Srimad Bhagavatam, we find 11.5.32 Krishna Varna Tvasa Krishnaha Sangopangastra Parsadham Yagnai Sankirtana Praya Yajantihi Sumerasaha in Kali Yuga, intelligent men worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was always accompanied by his associates such as Nityananda, Advaita, Gadadhar, and Srivas. The entire Krishna conscious movement is based on the principles of the Sankirtan inaugurated by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Therefore, one who tries to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead through the medium of the Sankirtan movement, knows everything perfectly. He is Sumedasa, a person with substantial intelligence. <clears throat> Don't worry, we will return to hear from Chandramoli Swami shortly. We're switching back and forth to keep it, to keep you awake. <clears throat> to keep us awake too. To keep ourselves awake too. <laughs> Om Ajnati Madandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun militam yena tasmai shi gurave nama shi chaitanya mano vishtam stapitam yena bhutale swayam rupakadamahyam dadati svapadantikam vandeham shi guru shi yuttapadakamalam shi gurun vaishnavanscha shi rupam sagrajatam Sahagana Raganatang Vitam Tang Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakhan Vitamscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale 
Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyadeshatarine Mancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanevyo Vaishnavevyo Namo Nama He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinavando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priya Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasari Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Yesterday evening it occurred to me that Singhachalam has been here the the Iskan uh, society which has come here has now been here for 40 years <laughs> something to celebrate I would say um, and I think this says something for all the devotees who have participated in making this uh, center a success over the years. So many devotees have uh, dedicated themselves over the years uh, to uh, the service here. And I want to express my appreciation for all of them, uh, which cannot all be named, but I want to also express my appreciation for the devotees who are presently uh, part of the um, the Singachalam community, who with great dedication, with great determination, are continuing the service here, the worship of Sri Sri Prahlad Singha, day in and day out through heat and cold, uh, through, uh, through happiness and distress, through all conditions of life. Uh, sometimes it can be very challenging poverty. to do the service here. Poverty. Yeah. So, uh, and I also want to express my appreciation of all the devotees who have been making this festival possible, who have been working day and night, day and night, day and night, over such a long time in preparation and during the festival. 
of course, we want to appreciate Gaur Mohan Prabhu for his very caring uh, determination and his conti continuing jolliness uh, in the midst of everything that goes on. Uh, Is he around, or is he busy somewhere? He's busy somewhere. <clears throat> and uh, I want to uh, express my appreciation for all the devotees who are mainly in the background. Uh, so many devotees are, as we speak, are in the kitchen, uh, cooking uh, the preparations to be offered to the Lord, the prasadam of which we will be relishing sometime uh, later this morning. Don't worry, it'll be this morning. So, yes, uh, all of the cooks, Hari! And uh, all of the Pujari team, the Pujaris, there are the regular Pujaris, and there are uh, our festival pujaris uh, who come from far and wide. They come all the way from Berlin and from, uh, from Austria and from who knows where. And they appear sort of like Nrsingadev out of the pillar, <laughs> but they don't exact, not exactly like that, but they, they appear and they come to do uh, all this amazing service. Uh, again, day and night, uh, making all these amazing uh, forms of worship for us uh, on our behalf. The priest is the one who is a medium, uh, who is serving the Lord on our behalf. So, Pujari's key job. And there's a whole team back here in this little room who day and night bring flowers together and make arrangements with these flowers. They make garlands, they make... Uh... Speaking of flowers... Speaking of flowers... Da -da -da -da. Here we go. Viva! And I want to especially express appreciation for our sound engineer, Raktambar Prabhu, who is now hiding behind the screen. Without sound, where would we be? And he's always here. Have you, seen, have you noticed? He's mystical. He's just always here. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> oh, you have a twin brother. <laughs> and I want to express appreciation for the Kirtaniyas who have uh, been keeping us bouncing off the walls uh, day and night, uh, especially 
uh, Hare Kirtan Prabhu, who has brought all these, all the young blood, uh, the Kirtaniyas together. This has been wonderful. Hare. And I want to express my appreciation for our uh, GBC for Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, uh, Shimati Dina Sharana Devidasi Hare Krishna Hare Without without her hard work and. She, you don't maybe see her so much. That's because she's busy. Uh, she's sometimes putting her finger, there's an expression in Holland, putting your finger in the dike. You know this? When the, when the floods are coming, then they have these dikes that hold the water back, but there may be a leak in the dike. So someone goes and sticks their finger in to hold it, keep the water back. So... Uh, you don't know what all goes on in efforts uh, to, um, to, to make the Hare Krishna movement disappear. <laughs> but she is there with her finger and she is uh, making, making it possible for us to chant Hari Bol, Hari Bol together. So, yes. Um, so we have been celebrating the appearance of Nrsingadev, and Prahlad Maharaj has been celebrating the appearance of Nrsingadev in these prayers. And so we have this prayer, uh, which is especially, I would say, speaking to us. Itang nritirya grishideva jashavatarai lokan vibhavayasi hangsi jagat pratipan Dharmang Mahapurushapasi Yugana Vrittam Channakalo Yadabhavas Triyugotasatam. In this way, my Lord, you appear in various incarnations as a human being, an animal, a great saint, a demigod, a fish, or a tortoise, thus maintaining the entire creation in different planetary systems and, and killing the demoniac principles. According to this age, O oh my Lord, you protect the principles of religion. In the age of Kali, however, you do not assert yourself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore you are known as Triyuga, or the Lord who appears in three yugas. What's especially interesting for us, of course, is uh, explained by Srila Prabhupada in the purport, uh, it's the key word here, I would say, is channa. Channa means covered. Um, it's not the word channa. Channa is a certain kind of doll. Uh, but this is speaking about channa, or covering, uh, sometimes the word prachanna is there. It means very much covering. And it can also mean not noticed. And the verse is saying the Lord is appearing in so many different forms, from yuga to yuga to yuga. And then comes Kali Yuga. And what happens in Kali Yuga? 
Well, we all know the Lord appears also, but how does he appear? Does he assert himself? Prabhupada uses this word, assert. You know this word? Assert, to assert yourself. Um, to say, here I am. <laughs> so, in all the different avatars of the Lord, the Lord asserts himself. He says, here I am. Here I am to fulfill my mission. And what is my mission? To maintain the entire creation. Uh, in different planetary systems, and to kill the demoniac principles. Uh, uh, the Lord is explaining this, of course, in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, very explicitly in the fourth chapter. Yada, yada, hi dharmasya, glanir bhavati bharata, avyutanam dharmasya, tadatmanam srijamyaham. I'm appearing in order to establish religious principles. But then, what happens in Kali Yuga? Channa, Kalo, in the age of Kali, the Lord is, he's there, but he doesn't assert himself. And we might ask, why doesn't he assert himself in the age of Kali? This is when we need him most to assert himself. Huh? The Lord should be saying, here I am, with a louder voice. But he doesn't do that. He comes in a different mood. He comes in the mood of the devotee of the Lord. He comes in a very humble mood. Uh, and this is very wonderful. One reason that he comes in this humble mood is because in the age of Kali, because people are so unfortunate, manda sumanda matayo, manda bhagya, he upadruta manda they are slow sumanda mati their brains don't work <laughs> manda bhagya very unfortunate and upadruta they are misled so everyone is we're all suffering from these conditions and in this condition, in, in this situation, if the Lord were to come and assert himself, what would happen? People would say, nah, that's not the Lord. They would say, ah, he's maybe something special. Like, like Duryodhana, when Lord Krishna revealed his universal form before Duryodhana and before actually before uh, Dhritarashtra also. For a moment, Dhritarashtra had this vision. What was Duryodhana's... Uh, how did he respond? And this wasn't even Kali Yuga yet. It was getting close, but it wasn't even Kali Yuga yet. He said, ah, he's just a trickster. He can make so many uh, illusions. So... So that danger becomes even greater in this age, in Kali Yuga. And therefore the Lord says, okay, there's, there's no point in asserting myself. In any case, I have other purposes, because there's, I never get a chance to do what I really want to do um, 
because I'm always getting all of this worship, and after some time, this gets kind of boring. I want to be a devotee. And so he comes as a devotee. And as a devotee, what does he do? One thing he does is he goes to Vrindavan soon after he took sannyas. Well, he made attempts, but eventually uh, he, he goes to Vrindavan. And when he gets to Vrindavan, there's a problem. And the problem is that he's Krishna, actually, and now he's in Vrindavan. And when you put Krishna in Vrindavan, watch out. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of, what we say, ecstasy there. So there was kind of too much ecstasy going on, you might say. And so, <clears throat> in any case, the Lord is, uh, he's doing pilgrimage. He's going around Vrindavan. He's visiting the different places. And he comes eventually to Mathura. And in Mathura, he goes to uh, the temple of Keshavji, as is referred to in Chaitanya Charitamrita. And in Keshavji temple, uh, as he was wont to do, as he was inclined to do, wherever he went, what did Lord Chaitanya tend to do when he'd come to a temple? Yeah, faint. And then he would get up, and then what would he do? Kirtan, and then what would he do while he was doing kirtan? Chanting, dancing, chanting, dancing, chanting, dancing, too much ecstasy. So he was in this Keshavji temple, and there was one Brahmin who joined in the, uh, the kirtan, and he started dancing ecstatically. Lord Chaitanya didn't know who he was, but hey, he was, he was, uh, he was great. He was, he was like our, our Prabhu here. What is your good name? <laughs> your good name? Brajendra Kumar Prabhu. He was, he was the Brajendra Kumar Prabhu of uh, Chaitanya Leela, or maybe we have to say it the other way around. I didn't mean to embarrass you, but um. <laughs> so after the kirtan, after some time, uh, when things eventually settled down, uh, Lord Chaitanya went to this brahmin and said, "Who are you?" And this, it turns out that this brahmin is a disciple of Madhavendra Puri. Madhavendra Puri. His appearance day was yesterday, was it? I think so. Yeah. Shri Madhavendra Puri Ki. So when Lord Chaitanya real, realized who this devotee was, namely a disciple of Madhavendra Puri, equal to his own guru, Ishvara Puri, what does he do? He throws himself at uh, this Brahmin's feet. His name is never given in Chaitanya Charitamrita. He's referred to as a Sanodiya Brahmana. And a Sanodiya Brahmana, as explained in purports, is considered traditionally to be a kind of low-class Brahman. 
a low-class Brahmin. Why? Because they minister to low-class people. Yeah, anyway, the, that's another subject. But Lord Chaitanya doesn't care about that at all. He says, you are a disciple of Madhavendra Puri, and so I am so happy to have your association. So much so that he, uh, even though the Sanadiya Brahmana wanted um, Lord Chaitanya's um, servant to cook for Lord Chaitanya, Balabhadra Bhattacharya, Lord Chaitanya said, no, I want you to cook for me. Because, if, because he had explained that Madhavendra Puri had come to this Brahmin's house and had accepted prasadam. And so he said, if, if Madhavendra Puri is accepting prasadam from you, I am too. <laughs> and so, so he did. <clears throat> so just uh, one verse from, from this passage. Uh, let's see. Dharma stapana hetu sadur babohar purigo sayirje acharan se dharmasar. A devotee's behavior establishes the true purpose of religious principles. The behavior of Madhavendra Puri Goswami is the essence of all of such religious principles. And I wanted to read part of the purport to this where uh, Srila Prabhupada is quoting Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur in which he's talking about Mahajanas, because we have been hearing how Prahlad Maharaj is a Mahajana. Uh, and here's a really amazing uh, point is being made here. So please listen carefully. In the material world, the word Mahatma is understood in different ways by different religionists. Mundaners also come up with their different angles of vision. For the conditioned soul, busy in sense gratification, a Mahajana is recognized according to the proportion of sense gratification he offers. For instance, a businessman may consider a certain banker to be a Mahajana. And karmis desiring material enjoyment may consider philosophers like Jaimini to be Mahajans. There are many yogis who want to control the senses. And for them, Patanjali Rishi is a Mahajan. For the jnanis, the atheist Kapila, Vasishta, Durvasa, Dattatreya, and other impersonalist philosophers are Mahajanas. For the demons, Hiranyaksha, Hiranyakashipu, Ravana, Ravana's son Meganada, Jarasandha, and others are accepted as Mahajanas. For materialistic anthropologists speculating on the evolution of the body, a person like Darwin, Darwin is a Mahajana. 
The scientists who are bewildered by Krishna's external energy have no relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, yet they are accepted by some as Mahajanas. Similarly, philosophers, historians, um, literary men, public speakers, and social and political leaders are sometimes accepted as Mahajanas. Such Mahajanas are respected by certain men who have been described in the Srimad Bhagavatam. And now comes one of those, what we say, heavy verses. Shvavit Varahustra Karai Sangstuta Purushapashu Nayat Karma Patopeto Jatu Nama Gadagraja Men who are like dogs, hogs, camels, and asses. Praise those men who never listen to the transcendental pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna, the deliverer from evils. Hmm. So this is talking about who do people listen to. And I just want to say that we hear so much about hearing. And yesterday we heard a very nice point from Kadamba Kanana Swami. It's not just about hearing, it's also about reflecting. We want to reflect on what we have heard. Shravanam, Mananam, and Nidhi, Nidhi Dhyasanam. There's hearing, there's reflection, and then there's imbibing. There's making it our own. Now, somewhere along the line, we find ourselves, I would say, most of us, maybe not all, but speaking for myself, sometimes feeling, I'm not really absorbing this. I'm hearing, I'm trying to reflect on it, but how to absorb it? How, how to absorb and how to imbibe? You know this word, imbibe? To make it your own. To make, we want to make our own the teachings that we are hearing again and again. So the point I think for us, to the takeaway, is uh, it is really Lord Chaitanya who makes this possible for us. And that means it's the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is like an extended purport to the Srimad Bhagavatam. And even within the Srimad Bhagavatam, we get these hints, such as the verse today, Channa Kalo Yadavavastri Yugotasatvam. The Lord is hidden, and it's our task to uncover the Lord, to see how the Lord is revealed, and then to help others uh, to notice the Lord. Uh, this, the Lord is hidden and we seek him. As small children, we all played the game hide and seek, right? I think some of the kids have been playing hide and seek around here. According to some scholars of 
child psychology. They say one of the first games that a small child will play is peekaboo. You know what is peekaboo? That's peekaboo. The Lord is playing peekaboo with us. He's appearing, and then he's whoop, he's disappearing. Peekaboo! I'm here. He's opening himself, and it's for us to find him. And the Bhagavatam is saying, "Etavadeva jigyasya." Tattva jigyasunatmana anvaya vyatarekavyam yatsyat sarvatra sarvada. It's our task to be searching for, to be pursuing, to be looking for the Lord in all respects, at all times, in all places, all the time, all the lifelong. It's, an edu it's a lifelong education program. And uh, this opportunity we have, we can, this is what we're celebrating, that we have this amazing opportunity. It's not something for the future, it's for right now. Something I've been a little reflecting on lately is uh, what they're calling in the new, new Age movement, affirmations, you know? And now is my chance to make a plug for a little tiny book by our godbrother Mahatma Prabhu called Japa Affirmations. How many of you know this book, have this book? Several of you. If you haven't read this book yet, 50% of your life is wasted. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Uh, I recommend. But the, the point I want to make here, and then I'll stop, is Affirmation, we can make affirmations about our spiritual life. And I want to give an example of this. Um, if I can find. From Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Bhaktivinoda Thakur wrote so many songs. And one of the songs that he wrote within a collection of songs called Sharanagati is uh, a song that you have all heard. You'll be familiar with it. It's called, it begins with Shuddha Bhakata Charadan Renu, Bhajana Anukula. And what I noticed about this song is that it's full of affirmations. So, for example, he says in verse 2, Madhavatiti bhakti janani jatani palana kori krishna vasati vasati boli parama adare bori. With great care, I observe holy days like Ekadashi and Janmashtami, for they are the mother of devotion. And with the greatest reverence and love, I choose as my dwelling place the transcendental abode of Krishna. An affirmation is a positive statement you make in the present tense, even if you don't feel it. So we can make positive affirmations. I am very happy 
when I chant Hare Krishna. Sometimes we may not feel so happy, but if you make this affirmation, I am very happy to see the devotees. Huh? We can make these affirmations. I am, I am engaged in devotional service 24 hours a day. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Prabhupada would say so many times, 24 hours a day, right? So we, and then we all groan and we say, 24 hours, forget it. Uh, but no, we can make these affirmations. Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, in the company of loving devotees, I will visit, here he says in positive, in future tense, I will visit all those places where my Lord Gorasundar traveled and performed his pastimes. My mind always begs to hear the music of the Madanga, and my heart dances in ecstasy when I hear the kind of kirtan established by Lord Gorachandra. Again, these are affirmations. You can create your own affirmations. You can write them down, and you find this is giving, this is empowering you. Another favorite subject of um, Kadamba Kanana Swami Maharaj is how uh, Lord Chaitanya empowers the devotees. So this is a little tip I want to give you on this day of celebrating Lord Singhadev's appearance together with Prahlad Maharaj and with Lord Chaitanya and with Srila Prabhupada and all the assembled devotees. Srila Prabhupada ki Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrinda ki Gaur Premanande Hare Did you get all that? Make an affirmation that I'll remember everything Maharaj said. <laughs> That's your affirmation. That's you mine, yeah, but that I'm also <laughs> making that available to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That was really inspiring. Omagyan timidandasya ginajana salakaya chaksu unmilitamina tasmai shri guravena maha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Pristaya Bhutale, Srimakti Bhakti Vedanta Swami Itinamine. Mm. I was just thinking of one of the affirmations in, uh, in Mahatma's little nectar book. It's, it's really powerful. I was just reading those affirmations every day before I would chant. There's 20 in the book, and so I was taking one each day just before Japa. And one that keeps playing in my mind is, I get to chant, I want to chant, I love to chant. And it, such positive aspects or mood that develops towards to the holy name makes us forget about whatever difficulties that we may the mind may come up with during the process of chanting, because I, I love to chant. <laughs> okay, so, hmm. Maharaj covered nicely so many wonderful points in relationship to Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But what I found interesting in this particular uh, 
section is how Prahlad Maharaj was able to offer this prayer in the fact that it wasn't Kali Yuga yet. How he has his tree Kali Gyan, he actually understands past, present, and future. And for a great soul, tree Kali Gyan is actually one of their characteristics. They know past, present, and future. Because he's a liberated personality, not only a liberated personality, but as Prabhupada also would say, he is a Mahabhagavat, situated on the highest platform of loving devotional service to the Supreme Lord. But he's presenting himself in this particular chapter here, as we read the, the whole narration of the Leela, as a very fallen soul. As we begin reading this particular chapter, after the Lord has killed Hirani Kashipu, the Lord is in a very ferocious mood. Very ferocious. No one can approach him. And of course, Brahma tries to get Lakshmi. Lakshmi says, who's that? I don't recognize him. It's not my husband. Even if it is, I'm not going. <laughs> it's not... So she's very, to give her some credit, she's very shy in this case. <laughs> and uh, no one else would, none of the demigods would ever consider in this situation. So Brahma pushes Prahlad. And Prahlad, very humbly, with love in his heart, seeing that his worshipful Lord has come in this wonderful, amazing form, offers a beautiful garland. And the Lord is so happy to receive his devotee. He accepts the garland. And then as we see here in this beautiful form of Jayada Nishinga, the Lord sits on the lap of the Lord. The, the, the devotee is sitting on the lap of the Lord in such a loving way. How much the Lord loves the devotee and how much the, the devotee loves the Lord. This is really deep in this particular Leela how the Lord manifested his form just to show his kindness and love for his devotee and to give protection. And Prahlad Maharaj in his prayers as he's, as he's offering these series of prayers in the beginning, all he talks about is how low, unfortunate, unqualified, born in a demoniac family, has no good qualities, but somehow or other, my dear Lord, you have shown me some mercy. It's unbelievable. The natural humility of a great soul. Sometimes we hear, and we sometimes we think it's some kind of hyperbole or exaggeration, some eulogy, when great souls glorify the Lord, and at the same time accept himself as the lowest of the low. Amada jivan sade pape rate, nahi le sa, bhakti vinota, of course, I'm just, I'm permeated, I'm saturated, I'm full of all bad qualities. And he's not making a show of humility. This is not the name. It's hard to understand. It's not hard, it's impossible to understand how the great souls feel in their relationship to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They feel so unqualified and so full 
of what we say, qualities that are not conducive to loving service. But that's their nature. And, and Prahlad goes on and on and on describing. And after some time, he also goes, and then he changes and starts to glorify the process of devotional service. And how anyone who takes up the process of devotional service, especially to you, my Lord, is so fortunate. He is Bhagyavan, Maha Bhagyavan. Bhagyavan means fortunate. To have the opportunity to serve the Lord and to have the opportunity to engage in a, a, the service in in the mood of pure devotional service, which was given by the Acharyas and by Srila Prabhupada, is most, most, most rare. Very rare. Very, very rare. And Prahlad Maharaj is glorifying in that way. And after glorifying the whole process of devotional service, then he starts to just talk about the glories of the Lord, one after the other, how the Lord appears, how the Lord creates, he manifests himself in different forms of himself, for creation, for annihilation, for maintenance, and how he appears in his different incarnations. And this is interesting, the sequence of the glorification of the prayers of Prahlad Maharaj, because it's also very instructive to us. We hear the word darshan. Darshan, actually, this described by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, is that the Lord is seeing you. That is actually darshan. There is drishtya and drashya and drishti. One who is seeing and one who is being seen. So in the association of the Lord, so when we come before the deity of the Lord, that is the association of the Lord, because the Lord is non-different than his transcendental form as an archer vigraha. He is there fully manifested. We're in the association with the Lord. Therefore, what is the mood? The mood is that I want to present myself in such a way that the Lord wants to see me. Sometimes we get all excited with our cell phones and we want to take so many pictures. And, <laughs> and that's nice because we want to keep this memory at heart. But the actual mood, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati illustrates that he was uh, one time standing before the deity and he required his spectacles, eyeglasses, in order to see clearly. So he had forgotten them that one day. So one brahmachari approached him and said, shall I bring you your, your glasses, Ma Guru Maharaj? He said, never mind, what can we see? <laughs> what can we see? What, what can we see? But what we want is to present ourselves to such a way that the Lord wants to see us. And so Prahlad Maharaj is giving us a pattern and what is the mood of that opportunity to use the word darshan? And Prabhupada also mentions this in one lecture, that standing before the Lord, or when the Lord reveals himself, the devotee thinks, I am so fallen, I, am so, I have so many unqualified things in my life that 
make me, you know, just attached to material life. In other words, the, the devotee just in a very humble way pres presents himself as very fallen in front of the Lord. And then he says, then we go on and say, my dear Lord, you are so great, you are so wonderful, and you think of so many ways to glorify the Lord. When you're standing in front of Lord Nisringadev, and you see, he's like personification of the power of all existence manifested in the form of a deity. Such a powerful manifestation of devotion, but at the same time of complete power and control. It's, it's just like overwhelming. So devotee becomes inspired to think in different ways of the glories of the Lord and express that within their heart. And that is the next step in darshan. And the final thing, and which is really the, the culmination of the darshan is, my dear Lord, give me some service. How can I serve you? Please inspire me to want to serve you more and more and help me understand how best I can serve you. There was one devotee, she was standing in front of Lord Nishringadev, and this was in Mayapur. She had come from a distant place, and it was her first time in Mayapur. She's standing before Lord Nishringadev, Ugar Nishringa, in Mayapur Dam. And Stanu Nishringa. Yeah, he's, 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 he's more angry. He's just come out of the pillar. All he can see is one thing, Harani Kashipu. That's all. He doesn't so, even see him. He doesn't see him. He's blinded <laughs> by, his, <laughs> by his mission. <laughs> and, yeah, so he, this, this very wonderful devotee is standing there, and she's inspired by the... The darshan says, she prays, my dear Lord, please let me do some service for you. She was inspired. And so after she leaves, she walks away, and the pujari, I think it was uh, Pankajangri, came up to her. She never met him, he never met her. <laughs> and he just came up to her and said, would you like to do some service for Lord Nishringadev? We have something we could do. She said, why are you asking me that? Then she remembered, I just asked for service. <laughs> so when it's sincerely offered, and that is our mood, then it's an actually many times instantaneous, or very, very soon. So this is, this is the mood that Prahlad Maharaj is saying. And the Lord and the Lord is reciprocating. What is he saying, my dear Perlad? You know, you've shown so much devotion and attachment for me. I want to reciprocate. I want to give you a benediction. Let me give you something. And Perlad says, I'm not a venique. I'm not a merchant. I don't come to you for something. I just want to serve you. I want to offer my love for you. This is all I require. But the Lord is so insistent. This is very interesting to understand how sometimes, sometimes the devotees might think, is the Lord really there? Does he know what's happening with my life? <laughs> Actually, every minute he's helping us. We don't even see. It's imperceptible 
how the Lord is taking care of his devotee. And when we speak about devotee, anyone who's ever done any little devotional service, that's never lost. And it's always remembered by the Lord, even if we forget it life after life. So this is the... And then, Prahlad Maharaj, all he can do is think of someone else, and that is his father. And he immediately says, my dear Lord, if you want to give me some benediction, please bestow your mercy on my father. He was such a rascal, demon, he blasphemed in so many ways, but still, if you ask me for some benediction because you're so merciful, please. And Pallad Maharaj, and the Lord said, that's already done, he's already liberated. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I, you know, killed him, that was the, that we call that the perfect operation. The patient died, but it was a, it was a perfect operation. The operation was complete success. <laughs> At least in this case. <laughs> and so, as Pallad goes on. And finally, he can't get away from the Lord's loving reciprocation. He said, if you want to give me a benediction, then let me stay in this material world and on your behalf try to help these fools and rascals who have made a humbug civilization out of this material world. Humbug. <laughs> that's, the, that's the word Prabhupada uses in describing, yeah, humbug. <laughs> I'm not sure of the actual definition of humbug, but I know it's not good. <laughs> Something. Thank you. Uh, and so when the Lord hears how his devotee selflessly wants to sacrifice himself, he could have went back to, to the spiritual world immediately. But that wasn't his desire. When Srila Prabhupada was asked by Tamal Krishna Goswami one time, Srila Prabhupada, is there some devotees who engage in devotional service, who become perfect, who do not go back to Godhead, but who stay in this material world to preach? Prabhupada said, yes! He became so animated, because that is Prabhupada. And yes, this is this is our mission to stay in this material world and try to save as many conditioned souls. And Prahlad Maharaj is the perfect, easy pinnacle of this mood. And therefore, this mood is humbug is a thing that is not really what it pretends to be, an imposture, a deception, fraud, and sham. Wow. So here we are, and everyone else thinks it's a nice place. <laughs> Prabhupada said, anybody who thinks this material world is a nice place, just kick him. <laughs> and you can remind him what it actually is. <laughs> that kick is a reminder of what this place is like. <laughs> of course, you better not, you shouldn't do that, because well, we could just kick him in our, heart, in our mind anyway. <laughs> but kick him with the holy name. <laughs> or something, something that is uh, pleasing. And uh, 
so this is the mood of Prahlad Maharaj to, and this is mood is being delineated here nicely and throughout the Srimad Bhagavatam that he and he re-manifested himself in the body of Srila Haridas Thakur. It says that Srila Haridas Thakur was a manifestation of three personalities. Uh, one was Prahlad Maharaj, the spirit of Prahlad Maharaj's compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. One Muni called Richika Muni's son called Haridas. That's a long story how he became manifested in the body of Haridas. And then the actual manifestation of Srila Haridas Thakur, who he is as an individual soul. But this this mood of Prahlad Maharaj is so deep in bhakti and in compassion. And so here we are in, you know, in the new Simhachala. I was just remembering with what Bhakti Bhushana Maharaj was saying the other day in class when we were talking that there's only three or four places in the entire ISKCON world where there are actually full-size deities that are being worshipped of Lord Nishringadev. How special this place is. It's really, really unique and very special to have this, this opportunity to serve the Lord in such a wonderful way and to receive His mercy. Because the mercy of Nishringadev is the mercy of, of complete protection and complete shelter. He brings fearlessness. He is fearlessness, fearless manifestation personified and one who takes shelter of Lord Nishringadev in a real way. What does that mean? That mm, Yato nishingo, parato nishingo, yato yato yamitato nishingo. That within the outside, inside Nishringadev is there, and everywhere I go, Lord Nishringadev is there. He is always there. So, this is the nature of a devotee, always remembering the mercy of the Lord. And how the Lord manifests His mercy to us in so many wonderful ways. Uh, His Holiness uh, Krishna Shetra Maharaj was really, really expressive in, in such a wonderful way. I was feeling a little like I would like to say the same thing, but he was so deep in realization how he was appreciating all the devotees who have made such a wonderful temple here. I only been here four times in my entire life and two times within the last two years. But every time I come, I can see something something really wonderful. The worship of Lord Nishringadev here is so deep, expertly done, and so, what we say, variegated. Did you like that, dar that Sandesh Darshan yesterday? Which part did you like, when it was on him or when you were tasting it? <laughs> Both, okay, yeah, because they're actually non-different. <laughs> oh, yes, and Maharaj is giving a reminder. There are many, many wonderful ladies who work so hard in a very artistic and expert way.
the ladies who and ladies actually who are engaged in this service made this sandesh outfit i don't as far as i know and i'm pretty much think i'm right there's nowhere in the world they do this and nowhere in the isca or maybe in the world in general so this is how devotees are in a very creative way thinking how to serve the lord and that brought a certain reminder to all that though the lord is always very powerful but he's also very sweet very very sweet <laughs> So maybe I'll stop here, and maybe if there's some questions for Krishna Shaitar Maharaj. Was the spirit of Prahlad Maharaj and Ruchika Muni? Ruchika Muni's son was named Haridas. And Ruchika Muni was a very Paka Brahmin. And he said to his son Haridas, Bring me some Tulsi leaves for worship. And so his son brought the Tulsi leaves, but he didn't wash them. He brought them unclean. So his father. Uh, Ruchika Muni became angry and said, You Malecha, you should take birth as a Malecha. So, because he was such a you know, dutiful devotee, very obedient, but he made that one mistake. So, his father gave him a blessing in the form of a curse, and he manifested himself as one of the personalities that took birth. Because Haridas Thakur took birth in a Malachya, you know, body. There's one, yes? Was that you or the, was that you or your brother that did that? That was his bro that was his brother, that wasn't him. <laughs> Um, I'm reminded of um, this one pastime I heard from Mother Mandakini Devi. And she said that uh, once she was praying that whenever I see Prabhupada and if he gives me any service, she prayed that I just pray that I say yes. So my question is on service and prayers. And uh, from her I learned that just pray that whatever service you get you're able to say yes. And um, sometimes when I'm praying and I'm asking the Lord for devotional service, and I do say that, please give me, I mean, bless me so that I, I do say yes. But deep down, I, I think, okay, maybe I'm not too sure. But I just feel like, oh, I, I, if I can just say yes. Um, so my question is, sometimes we do pray and we want to be more sincere in our spiritual and devotional lives. And we do pray. But due to our contamination and our insincerity, deep down, we are not ready enough. So should we continue praying in that way? And how can we improve uh, upon this. Well, if you sincerely make this prayer, you know something will happen where you'll get the opportunity 
for service. So should you make a second prayer also. My dear Lord, give me the give me the mood of surrender that whatever they ask me to do, I'll do. So part two of the prayer. I can remember in the old days of Krishna consciousness how devotees being very enthusiastic in the process of executing their devotional service and we're making steadily advancement we would get a little bit uh, what we say overwhelmed and say my dear lord please take it all away i just want to become a pure devotee and then all of a sudden something would happen and devotees would get kind of a little freaked out a little <laughs> So, if you sincerely make a prayer, you should be ready to accept whatever happens. And then you can pray for the power to have the acceptance also. Because the Lord will not give you something that will bring you down. He tests us as devotee, but Prabhupada used to tell us, the Lord doesn't test us beyond our ability to pass the test. He's not about to destroy our Krishna consciousness, but he wants to maybe push us a little forward, get us out of our comfort zone, move us up a little bit, and we may not be able to perceive how that's happening. But that's, that's how Krishna works through his devotees and through the spiritual master. Maharaj, you want to comment on that? Well, um, I was, first I was going to say what you said a minute ago sounded pretty scary, that you pray to the Lord, the Lord is going to reciprocate, and you better, better be ready for it. It's like, uh, and I kind of saw everybody think, okay, then um, I'm not going to pray. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's going to be dangerous. Um, other than that, I'll just uh, take the opportunity to make a plug for another book, which I think is still available here from Kadamba Kanana Maharaj. His, uh, what is it called? Uh, in the sh shelter of uh, wish, wish, wishing trees, under the wish, under the desire tree. Uh, it's kind of a collection of his reflections on Rindavan. And I kind of opened it randomly uh, yesterday. He was responding to a question, and it was similar. I think the, the, the issue was um, sort of a how to be wanting to do service, but at what point do I know when I'm overextending myself? so that I won't be able to maintain myself, you know, if I'm just saying yes to everything. You know, temple commanders love it when they get a, a new bhakta, because the new bhakta is always saying yes to everything, because they haven't learned yet to say no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sometimes we might have to say no in order to... Uh, I always say we're, we're on a... We're not on a sprint back to Godhead. We're on a marathon, a long-term run. So you have to pace yourself. But what 
Maharaj is saying in his book is we don't want to overextend ourselves, we also don't want to underextend ourselves. And you were just saying about getting out of the comfort comfort zone. Uh, that's a modern expression, comfort zone, you know. Um, but it's also nice to go back to the comfort zone sometimes to get some comfort <laughs> so that you can get some strength. What I mean here with comfort zone, not comfort in the sense of being complacent and falling asleep, but getting to a place where uh, we feel the support, where we feel the strength. And that's actually what we're doing when we come here to sing Achalam also, as you said, Nrsingadev, we experience his shelter, his protection. So we're getting comfort in a positive sense, so we can have the strength uh, not to overextend ourselves and not to underextend ourselves, but to extend ourselves exactly as we need to be uh, for doing service, which is actually uh, fulfilling its purpose, which is having a, uh, a result. Srila Prabhupada really liked results. He liked to see results. And I think it's also nice, I was speaking about affirmations, mm -hmm. to think about a goal, something you want to accomplish for Krishna. And it might be with one other devotee, it might be with two other devotees, let's do this for Krishna. And you have a specific goal, and you you make it something realizable, something you can actually do, and something that will be pleasing. Then that's that's the yes spirit. <laughs> I think we want to find. Does that help? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So I think we should end now because it's getting. We start to hear the stomachs growling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not coming from the altar. It's coming, <laughs> it's coming from so thank you very much. Sri Paladna Sringadev Ki, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki, Srila Prabhupada Ki, Gaur Premanande Ki.